Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Like a solid foundation to your house, God's love is a solid foundation for your marriage. And I have over time learned I am not Mr. Perfect. <laughs> and my we wife know, needs we've to, tried to tell you. <laughs> my my wife needs to lean into God to love me effectively and uh, and well. And she does that. I in fact just the other day I said, I am so glad that you spend time with God. I get up in the mornings and there you are on the sofa. You got the Bible open, she's listening to some praise music. It's not that she wanted to get up at five, but when he woke her up at five, God said, Let's talk. And and let's let's chat. And so she she pursues him. I'm grateful for that. I'm the beneficiary of that. I'm John Fuller, joined by Greg and Aaron Smalley, who are in charge of our uh, marriage department here at Focus on the Family. And um, we're going to continue to hear today from Ryan and Selena Frederick. Uh, they joined Jim Daly and me in the studio to explain how God's love made a difference in their marriage. They had a really tragic experience in which Ryan had to have open heart surgery. Uh, but God pulled him through it. Let's go ahead and listen. You know, you guys, you're a young couple. You have young children, uh, two and five. So you're living in that space right now. Mm-hmm. I think older uh, Christians, we might think of younger Christians as being more transactional. I love what you're saying. <laughs> ha- do your peers feel this way too? You know, the committed Christian community that are in their 20, 30-somethings. Are they feeling like there's something bigger than a transactional relationship here? Absolutely. And I think the funny thing is, is that it requires the transparency. It requires the time to be able to experience the covenantal, right? The covenantal requires more of us. Right. And frankly, I mean, shame on us, because I think older Christians have failed in that way, that we have not figured that out. I think oftentimes we had the transactional down. That's why divorce rates are so high in the church rather than Mm. understanding God's covenantal heart for marriage. So good for you guys Mm. and good for all of us that hopefully see that as the core uh, value that the Lord is seeking in our marriages. Selena, how does that play out when you're busy and your girls are kind of draining (laughs) you? How do you elevate above the day-to-day to to be the covenantal part of your relationship? (laughs) Absolutely, no. (laughs) Under your breath. That's a good one. Okay. Yes. Uh, definitely reminding, reminding, reminding myself, whether it's being in scripture and knowing it as much as I can, knowing and understanding who God is, who I am in light of who he is, knowing God through his word, um, but also knowing that the Holy Spirit is with me and can empower me to die to myself when I don't feel like it, to make those right decisions when I don't feel like it or I don't want to, knowing that Mm. there's a bigger outcome, there's life beyond this momentary death of wanting to yell at my husband or lock my kids in their room for (laughs) five minutes because I'm going to go crazy or something. I think it's also being freed to go back to them too and apologize and repent to your own kids and say, hey, I'm a sinner too. I need Jesus Jesus. and I need your forgiveness. Here's what I did wrong. That's always good, especially good in marriage. I mean, it's good when you do that with your kids. I think in some ways it's harder to do it with your spouse, ironically. Ryan, something in your book really caught me because after your heart surgery, the doctors left uh, some wires attached to your Mm. heart that I guess were coming out of your chest. Seems a little odd. Kind of the Iron Man look, Did they forget or what? But I guess it was intentional so that they could, if they needed to, they can jumpstart your heart. But what spiritual application did you apply to that? That was, yeah, I, I love that because... 
the analogy that I drew from it is that any moment they could give life or death, right, by these wires that were connected to these strategic parts of my heart. And the parallel that I drew is in communication, right? As a spouse, you have a direct line to each other's heart. Like they've given you access that's unprecedented uh -huh. for any other person, ideally. And so the words you say hold a lot of weight, right? And you can, the Bible says, you know, your words have the power of life and death, you know, so choose life. And so as a husband, early on in our marriage, I would be really harsh. I would be really, you know, a lot of husbands do this. They're very logical. You try to argue your way out of things and really you seem to empathize. And so realizing that about my tendency and the fact that she's given me access to her heart gives me mm -hmm. kind of this sweet conviction that I need to steward her heart well and speak life and mm -hmm. empathize and maybe just even shut my mouth at times. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this is so powerful. And I love that analogy, uh, life and death to the heart. And hmm. I'm assuming the doctors did remove those wires. Excruciatingly, yes. <laughs> and, well, and I wasn't asleep for it. It was oh, terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, what you have to share in the book, Fierce Marriage, is so relevant to couples of all ages to remember the idea of being known and knowing mm. your spouse. I mean, those are great concepts that all of us should aim for. Um, I think in your book you say Jesus isn't merely a means to a better marriage. Your marriage is a means to a better relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus. <laughs> that is really well said. I love that. Speak to the husband or the wife uh, listening right now who thinks it might be too late for their marriage. Um, the fierceness is the negative fierceness that we've talked about. It's survival at this point. Uh, what should they do differently? How do they turn that around and start honoring the Lord? I guess I just want to encourage them to see that this is the most opportune time, I think, for God to be at work mm. and for God to soften your heart, soften your husband's heart, and mm. to just rest assured that he is a big God and there's ways that he works that we can't always see or understand, but to press into him, to press into his word, um, to engage in prayerfully, you know, pursuing your spouse. Mm. You look like you have something to say. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm imagining the couples that we've seen in that situation that have had, they've gone from hearts of stone mm -hmm. to hearts of flesh and for inexplicable reasons other than God is at work. And I think by pressing in to God's word and pressing into his community, namely being known by others. And that looks like getting a good counselor, getting a good a pastor to walk with you, not just to give you advice and platitudes, but to walk with you. I think every time we've seen a couple do that in earnest, we've seen amazing. God works. Yeah. Yeah. He works. He's powerful. And Well, that's the point, isn't it? Yes. God Absolutely. works. God works. And Absolutely. it's been great. And you've captured it in Fierce Marriage. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. powerful testimony from Ryan and Selena about the uh, incredible impact of Christ's love in their marriage. So Greg, talk to the couple who doesn't have God in their marriage, or maybe one spouse is pursuing God and he or she is feeling like, well, that's for me, but not for us. Yeah, I think about this idea of true north. And so I looked up online just kind of the definition, and, and I love this definition of true north because this really is what Christ does for us within our life, within our marriage. True north is your orienting point. Um, it's your fixed point in a spinning world. It helps you stay on track as a couple. It's derived from your most deeply held beliefs and, and values and the principles really 
that, that become your internal compass. So this is what's unique to you. It's representing who you are at your deepest level. And that's what Christ does in our marriage. It's, it's true north. So is the spinning chaos of life and COVID-19 and whatever you're facing, a job loss, whatever, that, that when we're down, when we're spinning out of control, when we've been knocked over, it's, it's being able to, to look and see that north star that's mm. always there. Mm. And what that does is it, it, it helps to orient me. When, when things feel out of control, I, I can look at Christ and I can see him and there, there's a calming, there's, there's a settling. And I think beyond that, what Christ has done in our marriage is that, that he gives us principles then that from his life and what he taught and what he modeled that we want to then subscribe to. I love one of my very favorite verses is Christ talking and, and he says, this is how you know what love is. And, and, and goes on to describe that, that he is about to give up his life for us. So he's going to die on the cross. So he's saying, you want to really know what love is? It's sacrificing your life like I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. So you should do this for one another. And, and, and so that's a, that's a simple example of going, hey, I, Christ is our true north compass. And, and part of that true north are those values that have become sacred in our marriage, one of those is is we want to sacrifice for for each other. And, and so that that's this one small example of the difference that Christ really has made in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And then you look at even the research around when a couple does have Christ at the center of their marriage and they're pursuing Christ through attending church together, through praying together, through having shared morals, um, and they know where they're going, what they believe in, and they have a source of truth, God's word, as well as the Holy Spirit to guide and lead them, um, that they're closer, Mm -hmm. that they have a a lower divorce rate, as long as they're pursuing that together. And so definitely within our marriage, and for me, I'm so grateful God has been the guide, that he's been the lead, because in those times of where you feel like everything is spinning— well, you've got something to hold on to. I had vertigo this week and the room was just spinning. I've never experienced that before. You know, it was, it was fast and it was hard, but I, if, I sat down and I opened up my eyes and stared at one, mm. one thing that wasn't moving and it helped to stabilize. It was me. <laughs> no, it was actually the couch. Oh. But, um, Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but we have that, that point, yeah. true North. We have God to look at, to mm-hmm. turn toward to seek his truth amidst the world spinning out of control, and it stabilizes things. I appreciate so much what you've uh, shared today, and I know somebody's been encouraged. Somebody's listening, thinking, I need what they're talking about. And um, if that's the case, get in touch with us here at Focus on the Family. We're here to help. We have uh, really great, caring Christian counselors who would uh, be happy to talk to you, and we can set up a free consultation. Um, Our number is 800 the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459. And we have a lot of resources to strengthen and improve your marriage. One of them would be, of course, the book that our guests we heard from earlier, uh, Ryan and Selena, have written. It's called Fierce Marriage, and we'd be happy to send a copy of that out to you. Uh, we'd ask for you to make a gift of any amount to the ministry to sustain us and support the work of Focus and uh, thanks in advance for your generosity. 
All the details about the book and our counseling team and our free marriage assessment, too, uh, are in the show notes. On behalf of Greg and Aaron and the rest of the team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.